Hi, I'm Apostle Catherine. Welcome to another episode of Revival Is Now. Today, you will learn how a Christian can be demonically oppressed and how to be delivered from demonic oppression. The reality is so many believers are bound by demonic oppression and don't even have any clue. In this revival, God is opening up spiritual eyes. There are areas in the body of Christ where our eyes have been just shut. And meanwhile, the devil's eyes and the demon's eyes are spiritually open. We are more powerful than the devil, but only if we can actually see into the spiritual realm. Otherwise, we are carnal and fighting a spiritual war. You can't win that war. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. But Jesus says, I have come that you would have abundant life. So the devil's still at work today trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And he is successful when believers do not know how to defeat his schemes and how to receive the inheritance of abundant life from Jesus Christ. The way that the devil comes and steals, kills, and destroys is by bringing yokes upon people's lives. A yoke is simply a work of the devil. It says in Isaiah 10, 27, that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the anointing of Jesus is what destroys these works of the devil. So weapons are formed against believers all the time. And sometimes a believer, if their spiritual eyes are not open, they do not know how to stop the weapon. And they allow it to come in and it becomes a yoke. An example of a yoke or demonic spirit oppression, whatever you want to call it. The word doesn't matter, but basically what it is, is it's a spiritual demonic chain where you are stuck, where in your own strength, you are not able to break the chain. So an example of a yoke is anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, mental illness, demonic dreams, a spirit of infirmity, a demon that can actually be, be behind a sickness, poverty, division, really anything where you notice there is some sort of spiritual chain where no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try to crucify your flesh, it will not break. For example, addiction, you can try and try and try to stop smoking, drinking, but that craving is still there. Many times preachers have been preaching, you just need to crucify your flesh. You just need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to stop looking at porn for example, and then the person is trying so hard and they're praying and they're fasting and they have an accountability partner and everything, but nothing's changing. That addiction is still there. That is a yoke or demonic spirit, demonic oppression, a demon. How can Christians have a demon? Well, when you give your life to Jesus, Holy Spirit makes your spirit come alive. The spirit is the real you and your spirit becomes one with the Holy Spirit. And there, nothing can touch the Spirit. The Spirit is pure. It's why God calls you the righteousness of God. He's looking at the real you, which is your spirit. This is what goes to heaven and lives eternally. But you also have a soul and a body. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So when you give your life to Jesus, there is a lot of transformation that needs to take place in the soul. It doesn't happen overnight. For example, you can have lots of your own desires, your own will, your own thoughts that aren't God's. And at first they might be stronger than God's thoughts, but as you seek God, you become transformed into his image where the parts of your flesh, your own desires, your own tendencies to be jealous, 
angry, selfish, those things subside and the character of Christ, selflessness, gentleness, kindness, love, peace, patience, unity, these things arise far bigger until they completely wipe out all of the fleshly ways that were once there. And so these things come as you seek God, as you put your eyes to Jesus and surrender your life to him. But sometimes a Christian will be seeking God, doing all the things that the word of God is saying, like reading the Bible daily, praying to God daily, um, closing doors to the devil, not sinning, uh, going to church regularly, doing all the like right Christian things. Sometimes that a Christian may find that there's still stuff in their soul that's not changing, nothing's happening. And it becomes many times a secret sin. It becomes many times something somebody's ashamed of. And they, they feel so stuck, like they don't know what's wrong with them. Why won't this go away? Why won't this addiction? Why won't this rage go away? And the reason why is because it is a demonic yoke, a demonic spirit. And only the anointing can destroy that yoke. That's why nothing's happening. And so, when you give your life to Jesus, it's a known thing that the soul needs tons of work. I mean, when somebody gives their life to Jesus, sometimes it needs a lot of work. Sometimes somebody's like still super angry, still swearing a lot, still really wanting to drink, but they have the hope in Christ and they, they're a little more peaceful, for example. It's a known thing that sometimes there's a lot of work that needs to be done on day one of giving your life to Jesus. Well, in the same way, we should also know that there might be junk in the soul, dirt in the soul, that's actually yokes there too, not just the flesh is high and we need to push it down and crucify the flesh, but there are actually yokes that have come in through open doors. When you give your life to Jesus, it doesn't mean demons immediately come out. If that were the case, every single believer that gives their life to Jesus, they would have the same testimony that every single stronghold chain immediately left the day they gave their lives to Jesus. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes there's those stories of addiction left completely, depression left completely, but they're rare, honestly. For the most part, people have yokes that they stay stuck with for so long. Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. The word of God can save us. The word of God, when we follow it, it will deliver us. I think sometimes people have a hard time believing that Christians can actually have demons because maybe they feel like, well, how, God, how could God allow that? But the truth is, is that the word of God is given to us to completely deliver us when we need deliverance, number one, and number two, to help us have every door kept shut so no demon can ever enter. But we need to take the word of God seriously, number one. And number two, we need to have true revelation from the Holy Spirit, which also means we really need the fivefold ministry to equip us, to give us true revelation, meaty teaching, not this lukewarm stuff you find in the church most of these days. We need real equipping, like how to keep doors shut to the devil. That's not a usual big teaching you hear around the body of Christ by large. So you can see why many Christians are in bondage. If we had completely in the whole body of Christ today, the fivefold ministry in place, if we had past generations that were serious about serving God, surrendering, and 
raising their children up so they they start day one from not opening up doors to the devil being equipped knowing god's love and power then we could come to a place and say pretty much it's so rare to ever find a christian with demons and we're going there but revival's just begun we've got a lot of work to do and there's been a lot of spiritual blindness for a very long time that's the biggest reason why many christians have demons today so we need to take the Word of God seriously and we need to actually have revelation from the Word of God, not just read through it. God is so good. He's given us everything we need in the Word to be free and to completely stay free. We should never blame God for um, having demonic yokes. He's the one who saved us. He's the one who's come to destroy the works of the devil and give us abundant life. Do not give the devil a foothold. Here we go. This is a powerful word where it's showing us God is speaking directly to us don't give the devil a foothold because then he'll be able to come in. A foothold means like if you open the door a crack, you're allowing space for something, someone to come in easily. That's giving a foothold. And this is written to a church of the Ephesians. It's written to a church. So this is not speaking to the world. Don't give a foothold to the devil. It's given to literal believers. So these instructions are showing us if you choose to give a foothold to the devil, then he can come in. Then demons can come in. Here's a, here's a way to really try to understand how Christians can have demons is look at addiction. Okay, if you have a Christian who, if you take a Christian and a non-believer and they both drink the same amount of alcohol every day, is the Christian protected from being addicted? No. This is common sense. It doesn't matter what your belief is, if you have the Holy Spirit or not. If you're choosing to drink and drink and drink, take drugs, you're gonna get addicted. Common sense, right? Well, addiction is actually a demon. So when you can understand that so many things, so many, so many problems that people have, that Christians have, are actually demons, you can understand why Christians can have demons. If you don't take drugs and alcohol, you won't open a door to a demon and you won't get a demon in that area. But if you do, you could get a demon. It's simple like that. That's how it is in the spiritual realm. If you open a door, if you give a foothold to the devil, you could get a demon. It's just like when I'm in my apartment, I make it a priority to lock my door. But if I was lazy with it, let's say I left my door open even, there's a pretty good chance that someone could come in, someone could take something. It's up to me to take it seriously. It's totally up to me. I can't blame God if someone comes and steals something from my house when I left the door wide open. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be, will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Once again, this is written to believers. So it's not saying like, just because you give your life to Jesus, you will be void of darkness. You have to choose where you put your eyes. You have to choose where you put your focus. If you put your focus on things of light, of things that are good and pure, worthy of praise, admirable, godly things, the things of God, then you will be filled with light and you will keep doors shut to the devil. But if you decide to put your eyes to darkness, meditate on darkness, think and speak things of the enemy, you will literally be filling yourself with darkness. 
opening up doors for demonic spirits to come in in darkness to fill you. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. If we take the word of God seriously, we will be blessed. We will be protected. We will be set free and walk in abundant life. Here are some examples of the word of God that's bringing freedom, that's protecting you as you follow it. All of these that I'm about to share, see many people just read right by them, not knowing that this is the perfect law that gives freedom, that can save us that will make us be blessed in all we do. So now it's time to take this word of God as the pathway to freedom and abundant life like it really is. So number one is take every thought captive to Christ. So this is literally an instruction from God of how to keep doors shut to the devil. One of the big ways is where the devil's trying to come in your mind. He's trying to get you to accept his lies to think that they're truth and speak them. And there's so much power when you speak that this is an open door to the demon. Meditating so much on, on the devil's lies is an open door to the devil where demons can come in. And number two is speaking what you've been meditating on from the enemy. So take every thought captive to Christ. This is literally instruction of how to lock that door when the devil's trying to knock in that area in your mind. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And so, wow, if we could take that word of God so seriously, we would be bolting that lock on the door to the devil so strong as we are so careful over our every word and we are sure to never speak death. This is instruction from God of how to keep that door shut to the devil of words, of speaking words of death. Don't give a foothold to the devil is another one that that should we should have this kind of revelation when we read the scripture of I better lock my door. I got to remember to do that just as in physical realm, we get into a habit of it. We take it seriously. We value our car, our apartment. So when we make sure we get in the habit of locking that car, we get in the habit of locking the door when we leave, when we come in the house. We take it seriously because we value it. Well, we should value our spiritual health and protection even more. So we should be even more intentional daily throughout your every day to keep that door shut. We need to be serious in the spiritual realm, living every day. My mission is to serve God, please him, be in his will, and never open up a door to the devil. That should be our biggest mission of every single day of our lives. But yet many sin just because they feel like it and not even thinking about the repercussions. My eyes just opened up in the spiritual realm about seven years ago to all this truth. You know, I didn't know that we could be, I never knew that if I would sin, it was actually opening a door where a demon could come in. I had no clue about that. Um, and I was thinking that sins had no repercussions other than it's not pleasing to God. That's all I thought it was. And so when you see the word of God without that revelation, you, you kind of just are like, why? What's, what's the beauty of the word? Why do we have to follow it? It can even feel like God just has these pointless rules that he wants us to follow. 
That's how a lot of people think. And, and missing the revelation of how precious the Word of God is keeps us from having revelation of God's love and keeps us from keeping doors shut to the devil. When I was in high school and college, I opened up plenty of doors. I look back and I just know. I just know that if I had known this, if I had known how precious his word it was, that his word was literally a blueprint, a roadmap to keeping every door shut to the enemy to have abundant life, I would have clung the Bible so tight, I would have taken the word of God seriously, and I would have had no interest for the things of the world if I knew it was like so spiritually dangerous. It's not worth it. You know, and, and I would have fallen in love with God more. Many people are not falling in love with God because they don't, they're missing revelation. Like how good it is of God to give us his word, to give us a roadmap to keep us safe and have abundant life. God didn't just give us random rules to follow, but it's for our good. And lastly, this passage we read earlier, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So we need to be careful what we're watching. We need to, every movie, everything we're listening to as well, every movie we watch, everything we're focusing on, despair, doubt, mean words that somebody spoke, what we're scrolling on, what we're scrolling and watching on our social media, who we're following. We should be so careful about this. We, we should be so wise to make sure that we're not putting our eyes to darkness. We're not watching scary movies. We are not watching things that bring fear, that pollute us, but only put our eyes to the light, the things of God. So now when you read the word of God, read it with new eyes, read it with revelation. This is my blueprint from heaven to abundant life, freedom, protection. This is so precious. If I read it, and actually live it out. As it says, do not be someone who just listens to the word, but actually do what it says. These are just some examples of ways that the word of God protects you and leads you to freedom and abundant life. But there are so many more. So when you read the word of God now, God will open up your eyes, read it slowly, read it with intention, read it looking for instructions and directions of how to lead you to abundant life. Now, if you have opened up doors to the enemy, if you know there is yokes, demonic oppression in your life, Jesus has come to deliver you. This is part of your inheritance as a child of God. By his stripes, you are healed. This includes freedom, complete healing, complete freedom. And so even if you have opened up doors in the past, even if it was earlier today, Jesus has forgiven you as soon as you come to him and say, Lord, I surrender, I repent, which means I turn from my past ways of sin. I want to follow you and serve you and be in your will. As soon as you do that, Jesus has taken away all of the past, completely wiped it away, all the sins, and he desires to free you immediately. It's not like you have to wait a minute, be punished, and then he frees you. No, this gift of freedom and healing is, we, it can't be earned, but it's a free gift that Jesus gives us by coming to him, by surrendering our lives to him. So the first step of receiving deliverance from these areas where doors have been opened is to surrender to Jesus, is to really surrender from the heart, is to make the decision 
I don't want this anymore. You know, sometimes people are stuck in bondage, let's say addiction, but there's a part of it that they enjoy. Maybe they enjoy the taste of the beer. Maybe they enjoy the social aspect of their drinking buddies. You have to choose to give that up. You have to make that choice before Jesus can free you. Jesus knows you can't do it on your own. You don't have to worry about getting rid of the addiction and getting rid of the yoke on your own, but you need to make the decision and tell God, I'm ready. I want to leave this behind. I don't want this anymore. I want to give this, my sin, my yokes. I want to give them to you, take them, and I won't turn back to them anymore when you've freed me. The second step is to renounce. And to renounce means to abandon something you once claimed as your own. I shared in the previous episode about renouncing and specifically how to be free from word curses. Renouncing was one of the steps to be free of word curses, but also word curses are not the only area where demonic oppression has come in, but yet renouncing is a key to be free from every yoke. So renouncing is abandoning something you once claimed as your own. Many of you have claimed the certain bondage as your own, whether it was you claiming a sickness or the oppression, like I have anxiety, I have depression, I am suicidal, I'm not pretty, I'm not good enough, stuff like that. So many of you have claimed demonic oppression as your own, like saying, I have anxiety. You're claiming the devil's portion rather than saying, I reject and resist every spirit of fear. I have a sound mind. I have perfect peace. So all these areas where there's bondage, usually you've actually spoken, you've claimed as your own. It's just become your portion. You need to now reverse that. You need to say, I don't want this anymore. I don't claim this anymore. I don't want the devil's portion anymore. I want God's will, God's portion. That's what I want. And so renouncing is using your authority, using the power of your words to say, I don't want you anymore. I want God's will. And when you renounce, it's also important to identify the open doors, the areas where that demonic oppression came in. It's like going into the courtroom and doing things the legal right way in the spiritual realm. You go to court prepared and you go to court sharing on this day, this person broke into my apartment and stole this, this, and this. You say it specifically. You're not just like, um, this person did a crime in the past. Like you need to be specific. And when there's evidence shown and it can be proven, there's justice and you win the case. There are laws in the spiritual realm. So when you're coming to Jesus to be free, it's like you're going into the courtroom of heaven, but there's laws in the spiritual realm. And so you're doing things the right way, the legal way in the spiritual realm. You need to use your authority. Like you need to show up just like you need to be a person showing up to court. You need to testify. You know, you need to show up, not be like lazy and just let it try to come to you, you need to show up and use your authority. So you're speaking now, I renounce anxiety. I renounce addiction. I renounce taking those pills. So you're speaking the oppression that you don't want. That's what you're saying, renounce, I don't want this. And also it's already done, but I'm like taking back, taking the drugs. It's like you're saying, I renounce that. I I don't wanna be a person who's taking drugs anymore. That's how it happened and I I don't wanna do it. You made the conscious decision to take drugs and it led to the addiction. So now you're basically saying, I don't wanna take drugs in the future. I don't want addiction. So as you renounce where the power of God is moving, like here, as you're watching this program, Jesus will set you free. It's time to be free right now. You can begin now to renounce, to renounce 
all of the areas where there are yokes in your life, where there's demonic oppression, all the areas in your life where you know it's not of God, where you've been stuck, these chains, renounce them now and renounce all of the open doors, all of the areas you, I, you can see. This is where this demonic spirit might have come in. Speak them aloud now. I detach you from everything you have renounced and I break every curse and every generational curse off you and every word curse and every demonic soul tie, I break it and I command on three, every spirit attached to what you have renounced must leave in Jesus name. One, two, three, out now in Jesus name. I declare complete freedom to you. And I speak healing over your body, all sickness gone. I release this anointing upon you that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the fire of his spirit, filled with peace and joy and abundant life. And may you be filled with wisdom. As you read the word of God, may it come alive in new ways. May you see and hear God speaking to you saying, Go this way. Close the door here. May the word come alive in Jesus' name. Thank you for watching. I can't wait for what God will do on the next episode. Revival is now. Kingdom is here, we will walk in your victory.